Hello and welcome to Capital Insights, a podcast offered by the WRA to discuss key advocacy issues that are important to property owners in the real estate industry. My name is Tom Larson, Senior Vice President of Legal and Public Affairs. The subject of today's podcast is home inspectors. If it's a defect, call it a defect, please. With me today to talk about this topic is Corey Lamont, WRA's Senior Director of Legal and Public Affairs. Corey has been the lead lobbyist on the Home Inspector Bill, which has passed the State Assembly with unanimous support and is currently pending in the State Senate. Corey, welcome to today's podcast. Thanks, Tom. I'm excited to be here. This is uh, an issue I've been hearing about and advocating for on behalf of the membership for a very long time. Corey, be honest, you've been having nightmares about this darn bill and uh, wishing that, uh, like the rest of us, that it would be uh, passed by the Senate and we could put some closure to this issue. But since that's not possible, we will update the members on where we're at and just give them some background on uh, how this bill came to be at the point that it is in the legislative process. So, Corey, uh, the title of today's podcast, as you just heard, is uh, If It's a Defect, Call It a Defect, Please. This seems like a really simple and common sense concept. Why is this legislation necessary? Oh, it's necessary for a few different reasons. I mean, as the single largest purchase in most people's lives, you know, the home purchase is exciting, it's emotional, it's often stressful. And so buyers, when they're purchasing a home, they want to understand the conditions, all the conditions relating to the home, but especially those defects. And so they make their offer contingent on a home inspection. What they don't realize, or the average buyer doesn't realize, is that the home inspector they're hiring isn't required to have any standardization in the home inspection report. And so what they further don't understand is when they get this report, the home inspector may not actually call the defect that they've looked at during the property and identified as a defect. They don't actually call it a defect in the report. So while they all include this inspection contingency in their residential offer to purchase, which most of us know in uh, the real estate and realtor world as the WB form, uh, these, this inspection contingency is conditioned on the Wisconsin registered or licensed home inspector performing an inspection which discloses no defects. So if the home inspector discovers defects, then the buyer can give a notice of defects to the seller. And when they give this notice, they're going to give a written inspection report and a written notice listing those defects in the report. You can hear I'm using the word defect a lot because it's important in the offer to purchase. But if the report doesn't use the word defect to describe the defect, uh, then the buyer provides a notice of defects, seller says, hey, home inspector didn't use the word defect, and therefore the condition, they say, is not a defect, and then arguments begin, attorneys are hired, and so the goal of this was to create some relative consistency for consumers, realtors, attorneys, home inspectors, that if the home inspector um, is walking through, they're doing their home inspection, and they discover a defect during the inspection, that, which they currently are required to do under law, they're going to call that a defect in the actual report. Yeah, but this sounds simple. This sounds uh, straightforward, yet the home inspectors opposed it and opposed it pretty strongly. And I know how hard you and the rest of the lobbying team worked to get this passed. It was, it was not easy. And uh, uh, just wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit more as to why the home inspectors were so opposed to using the word defect in their inspection reports. Yeah, it was definitely something that took us quite a while to um, work on and get through, as we all on the lobbying team know about. But initially, there was a great deal of pushback from the home inspector lobbying group. Honestly, I think the unknown can be scary. And I think rightfully, they were probably um, careful about trying to understand what a change was. But once they engaged in the process and we had discussions, 
we essentially learned that their initial gut reaction was we believe there's an increased liability that's being presented by us being required to use the word defect in the report. And so once we got to that core issue, uh, we could start kind of working with them. We view the home inspectors as partners and not adversaries in the real estate transaction. And our goal was not to increase anyone's liability. So once we could get into that conversation and really figure out that the, the biggest fear was if you require me to use the word defect in my report, I'm going to have increased liability. We could say, nope, you're already required to identify under current law conditions that are defects. The only thing is you just have to call it a defect in the report. Arguably, you're not going to have any sort of increased liability. Uh, we tried to work through those issues with them. Uh, it does not expand any of their home inspector responsibilities. It doesn't expand the definition of defect in the statute. And by the end, we were able to get their full-blown no to uh, not a full-blown yes, uh, but they no longer oppose the legislation. And, you know, they were, they were good partners in trying to work with us to get them to at least a place of maybe instead of no. Well, hats off to you, Corey, and the rest of the lobbying team for get, getting the home inspectors to be more comfortable with the legislation. Because, as you know, the last thing in the world that we were trying to do is make uh, the jobs of home inspectors more difficult. They play an important role in the real estate transaction. And uh, we try to emphasize that throughout the uh, discussions with the home inspectors and finally uh, found some middle ground. So, again, great work on your part. But defects is not the only part in this bill, right? There's, there's a, there is another provision that is also important that requires home inspectors to use a summary page. Will you please uh, tell us more about that provision and why it was included in the legislation? Of course. So the home inspection report can vary from a very simple three-page report to a very detailed report. Um, in personal experience, I've had a 40-plus page report provided to me as a buyer purchasing a property and it has pictures and it's a bound booklet. Uh, and so there's a lot of information and it can be very detailed. And for a buyer involved in a real estate transaction, there's a lot of paperwork, especially for those first time buyers. They're trying to understand everything. They've got a, a kind of a long offer to purchase, maybe some addenda. They've got loan documents and trying to wade through all of that paperwork. And then also the home inspection report can be uh, overwhelming. So the legislation includes a summary page. Uh, we wanted to ensure that the buyer understood that it's not a substitute for reading the entire report. Uh, that we wanted to include a notice in there that reminds them of that. Uh, but it, essentially what we were trying to, again, was to create some consistency in the process itself. So by, in addition to requiring a home inspector who's identified a, a defect during the home inspection, by requiring them to call that a defect in the report, we're also saying, and you need to have a summary page. Uh, the summary page obviously doesn't have to be limited to one single page, but the idea is to essentially give them a quick overview as to what the issues are relating to the property. And because home inspectors take a lot of pride in how they present their reports and they set themselves apart by that, we wanted to be sensitive not to step on their business model. But again, um, without being too prescriptive, we said let's have a summary page so that these buyers and everyone for that matter can be able to see the quick, simple, straightforward review of what that report has in it. And then that report, that summary page tells them where to get more information in that report. Uh, thank you, Corey. Uh, and I just want to ask you one last question in closing. And uh, I want to ask you a, a question about uh, political advocacy. You've been lobbying in the Capitol for about uh, 10 years. And so you've had a chance to uh, go into offices and see how, see how the whole lobbying thing works. And you've uh, really perfected your craft at it. You've also been an active uh, giver 
through RPAC and the Direct Giver Program. And there are a lot of our members who feel that uh, the RPAC and the political process simply buys votes. That you give money to candidates, to legislators, and you go into their office and they vote in favor of uh, whatever that you put in front of them. Um, given that you've had 10 years of experience and you've worked on a number of bills, including uh, this home inspector bill, want to ask you whether uh, that has been your experience that uh, by giving to our PAC and the, and the direct giver program and uh, supporting legislators who support our issues, that they've simply just decided to do whatever you want them to do and vote in favor of our bills whenever you walk into their office. Has that been, has that been your experience? <laughs> I would love to say yes, but that's absolutely not the case. Um, I've, I know that you have had experiences, um, I've had experiences, where we've even had legislators that are philosophically aligned with property owners, supportive of real estate industry, maybe even realtors themselves, uh, but we still have to go into an office and make our cases to why an issue needs to be addressed. We have to educate. Uh, we have to express the need in our industry to have these items addressed. And uh, not everyone agrees with us, even though they're philosophically aligned with us. There are competing interests that are always coming uh, at ours, and, and if you will. And so we're always trying to educate. And just the fact that you can just walk in and say, hey, you know, I, I'm an RPAC and I gave you direct giver money and hey, we support you. That doesn't matter. Once you get into that building, uh, they are there to, to kind of protect what their, their main focus is. And so it is absolutely not the case that you just go, oh, we supported you, now give us what we want. Um, I mean, I've been a longtime RPAC giver uh, because of the fact that I want to ensure that there are good laws that protect property owners um, and their rights as well as do pass good laws for our business. So that's why I contribute to that further to make sure that there are not negative interests that um, impact our, our industry. And so those can be defeated. So I support those who support us, but I certainly don't get to just go in and stomp my feet and say, hey, we took care of you. Now take care of us. That's not the way the legislative, legislative process works. Well, it's a credit to you and the WA lobbying team that the Home Inspector Bill has received unanimous support so far in the state assembly and through the Senate committees. Uh, not only this piece of legislation, but all the legislation that uh, we've worked on uh, this session. And frankly, most sessions, we are able to find broad support and mostly unanimous support for uh, all of our legislation. And it's a testament to our PAC and the Direct Giver Program that it helps get people uh, elected who are uh, philosophically aligned with free markets, uh, a healthy real estate industry, and the promotion of home ownership. So uh, I see that as uh, one of the biggest benefits to our PAC, and hopefully our members do as well. Corey, thank you for participating in today's podcast. To our listeners, please remember that we plan on releasing podcasts every couple of weeks. So please look for our next podcast in early September. And in the meantime, Please follow us on Twitter at WI Realtors Lobby. Thank you.